0: End of the day, we are the human race, and you know, we're in this together. And if we all can come together and you know, just unify despite our differences, despite our, our different colors of skin, I believe that you know, we really can help change the world. Hello, and welcome to the Method Supply Podcast intentional conversations with incredible humans sharing their daily method. This week, Kaipo talks with LA artist and fashion designer Free Hester. Free is the art curator for the Hoop Bus, a traveling school bus with attached basketball goals and a mission to amplify the voices of the unheard across America. We hope you enjoy.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Method Supply Podcast. I'm your host, Kaipo Sotelo, and I'm here with greater L.A. fashion designer and artist, Free Hester. What's up, Free?
0: What's going on, my man?
1: Welcome to the show, man. Um, We reached out to free um because he's part of the big mission called the hoop bus the hoop bus is a mobile basically basketball court it looks like a school bus that they redesigned and free is the art curator for that whole mission but we had a little bit of talk before um we got live here and free was talking to me about how he wants to amplify the voice of the unheard and that was the whole thing about the hoop bus um and we're going to get into that but Free, why don't you go ahead in and introduce yourself, man?
0: So what's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Free. I go by Free Art in the art world. Um, you know, the art is not free. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just had to let that be known. But I spell it with the P H P H R E E. That's been my name, and really, just you know, I've been able to to get into a lot of different scenes with art and fashion and it's, it's taking me across the the world you know I did a fashion show in Paris uh, I've done New York Fashion Week I've done shows at the Guggenheim Museum the Brooklyn mm. Museum um I mean there there's so many uh, opportunities that came my way just for me being my authentic self and you know just leading you know with my art uh, you know I think art is a very powerful tool that we have The ability to to use to express ourselves and and that's something that i've been able to do over the past seven years
1: fantastic bro when did you start with art like when like what was the inciting point uh art i
0: i I, recently i recently dropped this collection called the art collection which is the always risk taking Mm. and I, i broke it up as an acronym yeah, and you know, I feel like as an artist, you we always are taking risks. So I think the beginning of my risk taking began, uh, probably back in twenty fourteen. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to a big art show with uh Karen Bysted and Chris Brown, mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of dope artists there. And you know, I, I was you know super hungry to like show my work, mm-hmm. and. You know, I didn't have any work at the time to really show, but I was just there as a you know person with a camera. And uh, before b- before I became like a painter, I-, I used to do photography for a lot of different people in the industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, as BTS or what we call today content creation. <laughs> it's so funny that yeah. <laughs> it is what it is today because I'm like, yo, we started doing that. I've been like doing this. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been really cool just to see the progression. Um, but yeah, I mean, I initially uh, did photography for a lot of these art shows and events, red carpet shows and things like that. And um, slowly but surely, you know, I kind of had my own unique style where I came with, you know, like these painted jackets and, mm-hmm. you know, the painted jackets was what really got me into the art world, into the art scene, I should say.
1: It's crazy unique. I was looking at a bunch of your your portfolio, and it's it's nuts, man. Like you you do custom painted jackets. I've never heard of that in my entire life, and honestly, I don't have enough swag to pull it off, anyways.
0: Hey, but we, we can get you nice, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I can get it. I I know how to help people express themselves to their best abilities, and so I, I'm r- really sure we can find some.
1: Right there, right, that statement and that attitude, right there, is is what's been so interesting for me uh, when I talk to artists. Right, mm. artists they know they're creative and they have some as uh, a gift that a lot of us don't have a, an eye for something that can be unique. And a lot of that can be really intimidating because it's unknown to people like me where, you know, like I, I'm not really in that world, but yeah. the the good artists are the ones that are say, Hey, like, I just, I know that you don't really have the, this as part of a, as big of a part of your life as I do, but I want to share that with you because Hey, like th- this is actually something positive we can make it, and I think that really describes your platform. Can you describe what free art means and that that concept? I remember reading about it, um, but that's your whole thing, right? Like, be free.
0: Yeah, so to be free, you know, free your mind, you know, just really breaking the the structure of you know certain mindsets that we place in our in our in ourselves, you know, on ourselves. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people restrict they put these restrictions and I feel like growing up as a kid, you know, my parents always used to say like, never say you can't do something, you know? Mm -hmm. And as a kid, you know, kind of trying to understand that, you don't really understand like what that means. But Mm -hmm. as you know, I grew older, you know, those can'ts became cans and I, I was able to do a lot of things that I never imagined that would be possible. Like, you know, like I said, for me to travel to Paris or for me to, you know, do these, these fashion shows or fashion experiences that that's what I call them and, Mm. you know, kind of create these flash mob moments where like out of nowhere, there's this crazy fashion scene and art people walking around and people just dancing and expressing themselves in, in, in my fashion. And I mean, for me, I thought that was like one of the coolest things, like bringing like wearable art, you know, Mm. to the foreseen you know to the front lines of uh of you know just different topics that you know we have in our society
1: yeah so you have the you've broken onto the scene right and you've obviously used your platform for a bunch of positivity and everything like that but you've made it in in a sense i mean you're still working you're still yeah i I
0: don't want to say i made it yeah i hear it i'm still on the rise you know absolutely this is still the beginning you know yeah i mean i can't really say like the beginning was when i first started that's not the beginning i think like right now is kind of the the beginning beginning of like you know what it is that i am what it is that i stand for you know I really Absolutely. understand what what it means to be free, and you know I, I want to help other people see that as well. You know that's my goal for twenty twenty one is to inspire a million people, you know, to free their minds.
1: Well, you got one on your list with me already, and we we're seven minutes into our conversation. Well, so, um, I'm about <laughs> well, That's that.
0: a good start, you know. Yeah, that's... <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> um, what? Ten days so... into the new year.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so um, when Let's take it back though. So like when you're, when, when you were first getting started, we want to talk to people in the process, right? Like we right. We talked about how you're still just in, in the beginning of your process, man. You're going to blow up and I can hear in your voice. Cause it's something that you're very incredibly passionate about because it's greater than yourself. It's more than, Hey, I want to make a million dollars. I am it's more so I want to inspire a million people. That yeah. mindset is huge because People are more than their income and more than their social situation, but if you can figure out a way to help them rise up in a, outside and do something more than themselves then you've truly made a difference and yeah, I love that for you um, I mean
0: that's how the whole hoop Bus experience happened for me it it kind of made me understand that we're more than just you know making money or we're more than just like you know speaking up like you know I mean we're not just speaking up for ourselves we're speaking up for a multitude of different people. And, yeah. you know, we can be the voice, like, you know, our generation can be the voice to really help, really bring the true change that we need in our society.
1: Definitely. The fact that you brought the Who Buzz Act, I mean, I was going to bring it up. I was going to say, like, well, you were part of that inciting crew that really, hey, like, we can make this a, a big thing in 2020. Um, right now, there's a lot of d- unrest and just social distrust in 2020 was just a crazy year but you you and the rest of the founders at hoop bus have this awesome idea can you talk about how that all came to be
0: yeah definitely so uh one of our founders which is uh nico Naismith, uh he is a basketball architect and you know a community activist you know for for many years he's kind of helped shaped the basketball scene in Los Angeles and created the Venice Basketball League, which is like one of the top basketball leagues, you know, in the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, Tons of different basketball players come out and NBA stars come out and street ballers. And it, it's just an amazing turnout, you know, just to see how many people come out to, you know, watch these basketball games in the street. And, you know, when COVID hit, you know, we felt that we needed something that was going to allow people to know that basketball is not dead. So uh, that kind of was the beginning of, like, really strengthening the hoop bus's message. And, you know, one day uh, they reached out to me and uh, asked me to um, if I'd be interested in painting something on the bus. And before me, there was a painting, I think it was done by one of my good friends, uh, Zer. And he painted this Kobe Bryant uh, logo, you know, to honor mm. Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in peace. And, you know, for for me, you know, the, the canvas was 14 feet. So I was like, hey, this is probably <laughs> one of huge. my biggest pieces I've <laughs> ever done. But yeah, man. I'm going for it. Like I said, you know, with me, I don't back down. I don't put any restrictions, no boundaries, no nothing. So I was just like, I, I can do this. And, you know, was able to knock it out in like two to three days. And then after the third day, we went out and, uh, you know, tested it out. And it got a lot of attention. Uh, We had, you know, hand customized backboards that I helped bring in another artist as well, cartoons one, Mm. and um, you know, for me, I I like to incorporate other artists that I know that speak the same language as me in in expressing, you know, what it is that we we stand for. So create a community. Yeah, so uh, I have a lot of different artists that I work with nationwide that I've been able to build just from going to different shows and in, in different places. And yeah, you know, it was, it was just really powerful just to like take the bus out during, you know, the pandemic mm-hmm. in the, in the thick of it. And, you know, there's many people out there protesting and, you know, then they see the hoop bus pull up and it was like, we're protesting. It's real hype. Oh yeah. But it's like, <laughs> now we're protesting and like really like speaking something different. Uh-huh. You know, like in a cool way, like you know, I think it gave it like its cool factor, but yeah. at the same time, let people know that we're serious about like you know standing up for equality and justice.
1: Absolutely. Um, the, you guys started in L.A., right?
0: Yeah. So initially, uh, before we uh left on tour, uh, we started in Los Angeles, and our our goal was to get to Washington D.C. to march on Washington for. Uh, Mm-hmm. mlk's 57th anniversary for the i have a dream
1: Oh wow i mean that must have been a long how, how long was the the tour was it a couple months or...
0: uh, well yeah it was a couple months uh i i think we went we were on the road for 90 days Whew. so we went around the whole country you know we we actually went into a lot of the communities uh, that you know basically are unheard with their voices are unheard and we uh, went and showed them love by you know building courts for them and and that's one of our biggest slogan is uh, build courts not walls Mm -hmm. so we went in uh, built a court in uh, Dallas from the ground up we went to uh, Washington Washington, D.C. built a court from the ground up and I mean it was just phenomenal just to see the community coming out and, and actually helping us you know they gave Gave, you know, a hand in, in, you know, making sure that they're part of the history in their communities. You know,
1: yeah, finding uh, finding these crazy small unheard communities, and we'll touch on that in a bit because um, that's a big idea that I want you to share your thoughts on. But I mean, I remember going on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, but I'd see the hoop bus in different settings. It wouldn't just be in the streets of the city where it probably got the most attention. It would be in you know the the back country. I remember seeing yeah, exactly. a grass, yeah, grass, a grass yeah, the grass court.
0: Yeah, grassball. We created uh, a, new, <laughs> a new game called grassball, and we were in uh, Mississippi. Yeah, uh, one of our friends he owns a barn out there. His name is Barn James, and, <laughs> and it was so cool. Uh, I guess uh, during the time that we were uh, down during COVID, uh, you know, my buddy Nico put out a post to say like, who can create the the best survival hoop? And, you know, during that time, you know, a lot of people were tagging him, like, showing their hoops that they made. And LeBron James, like, created this crazy hoop, like, on his barn with a tractor. Yeah. It was crazy. It was, like, to me, I always compare it to, like, being, like, it was, like, Farmville versus, like, Hoopville. Like, you know, like, kind of like some Dr. Seuss, like, you know, the the farm basketball players. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, the people from, like, you know, the countryside came and played. And actually, they beat us. Really, it was crazy. We had some really good ballers, but the, you know the farm kids—they had they had—they had <laughs> can hold down. They, you know, they they used to playing on the grass, so yes, you know it was it. it was something that that was kind of unique during the time. And I think it, you know it brought a lot of joy and happiness to a lot of people when we were coming into the community.
1: Th- those two things were lacking in a lot of people's lives. Um, yeah. Obviously, with the virus, it's it was big healthcare wise. I'm in healthcare. And right now cases are not necessarily even slowing down. Um, actually, I work at a hospital and right now they're not letting patients have visitors right now because there are so many cases. Mm-hmm. It's getting, it's not, it's not great, you know, um, but there's like that, that secondary effect of the virus because of all the quarantine and the, the lack of community. We're, and you've kind of spoken on this a little bit, but we're community people you know, we're designed to be with people that care about us and to surround ourselves with people that are like-minded and want to spread, you know, something that we can relate to. Um, that was taken away with the virus. And what you guys did was go to these communities and here's a bus, a dope-looking painted bus by you. But now it's cool. And here, like, you a lot of these places have bars on their basketball courts. Here, come shoot around. You know, here, here, just spread this joy a little bit um you found this these unheard communities right yeah. um can you speak on that a little bit um why why specifically the unheard what, what is that mission for
0: you well definitely uh for me amplifying the voices of the unheard is you know the people that are mostly forgotten and you know the, the areas that are you know stricken with poverty and you know like welfare uh you know the things that well, most people forget about, you know, like, for me, I, I kind of grew up in South Central uh, as a younger kid growing up in LA. And, you know, just Inglewood, South Central, you know, you see mm-hmm. a lot of people that are struggling, and they need help. But, you know, it's like, a lot of people aren't able to hear their voices because, you know, they're in a land that is kind of like, deserted, you know, from The government to the police to like everyone you know it's like you know they're always crying for help and you know the the help that's supposed to be coming to help us is part of the problem that's killing us Mm
1: -hmm. and how do you feel like the hoop bus and your platform is helping that
0: well by helping you know these people let them know that you know we we hear them and we see them you know we're acknowledging that you know we understand that there's problems in these communities and it's this isn't just a, a thing in the United States this is a thing worldwide i mean i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure like even where you come from there's yeah areas that are you know people struggling every day and they're just hoping and wishing that you know one day somebody is going to hear our story and and want to help you know help us change change what's happening
1: oh, that that's a big piece right there it's it's not like going in and being like okay here's here's a thing and just bring attention to it and then not doing anything to help but really going and trying to find a way to make a difference and make a change and really that's made through people right yeah it's it's figuring out a way you know how can i help you like it's it's not so like okay here's me doing this cool thing it's no like I'll, I'll, my mission is how can i help you and that's how big movements and big reform is made um, I mean our country right now is in a state of unrest and turmoil yeah. um, and it's a lot of it was just such a lack of unity. but when you can use a platform like yourself yours and um, obviously your teams um, to share positivity you actually see positive change and that that's seen in the political climate it's seen with everything you can actually make a change when you have good community and you impact people and you don't you can't just like throw money at a situation and then it'll it'll work money will only solve your money problems
0: yeah i mean that's the biggest thing that i think there's a misconception of like oh if you just throw money at it it's going to solve it i mean with those type of situations you know there it comes a lot of greed and, and people who are running these organizations are supposed to be doing the help that they're saying they're doing but they're really not and i think you know for us we were really actually in the front lines you know, really putting the action, you know, into action, into these, into these situations. And, you know, really uh, just celebrating those people, letting them know that like, you know, like this is a party for you. This is a party to let you know that you're not forgotten. I mean, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that all of us, I feel like struggle with in life is not wanting to be forgotten mm. or, you know, to have our message be seen and heard. And, you know, by going into those communities, you know, you're building that confidence in them for them to allow them to understand that they're worthy, you
1: mm-hmm. know,
0: that they can come up with these creative ideas themselves. You know, they don't have to to only look at what we did. Like, you know, hopefully with that, that's part of my mission of, you know, helping free their minds. Like, you know, if I could show someone how to do something, you know, there's like a parable in the Bible that talks about like if you teach a man. If you give a man the fish, you know he'll he'll forever be hungry. But if you teach a man how to fish, he'll he'll forever know how to like you know feed mm-hmm. for himself and his family. And yeah. you know, I mean, that kind of always stuck with me. So like being able to just uh give those resources and tools, yeah, you know, giving those people the method, I think is is really the 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 message here.
1: So that speaks to me because my dad, my dad, so he grew up in L.A. Um, he actually grew up in like the riverside area i think he spent some time in orange county but um, moved back to the philippines with his family my my dad's my hero but he ended up moving to guam with 200 dollars in his pocket i was two years old at the time in the philippines mm-hmm. but he grinded it out to get me to the position where i have the opportunity to study for an advanced degree um and i gotta work for it i mean i I got a claw and for me my dad gave me the opportunity like yeah, if yeah. i if we didn't, if he didn't hustle and he didn't grind, then I wouldn't have be in the place I am now. And I'm eternally thankful for him to do that. Yeah. not. And what you guys are doing is a similar form of that. You're showing, again, like we said, people matter. Hey, you matter, your dreams matter. You you might have seen tens of thousands of kids, right? And in 20 years, one, one in an interview, one of them is going to be the next lebron james or something like that but like you could he'll say hey yeah the hoop bus stopped in my town and i just didn't you know i it, it was something that 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 probably impacted him and yeah. I, I love that because you're you're opening people's minds and really showing them how to be free um i and, mean that's I love the
0: biggest thing is you know understanding and letting people know like i appreciate your existence you know that's yes. what i want. My friend, uh, his name is Billionaire PA, and uh, he always says that he has these affirmations around LA. I don't know if you've seen them before, but mm-hmm. he has these mirrors of himself painted, and he, I see greatness in you. Uh, you know, I I appreciate your existence, and by letting people know that, it's really just a huge empowerment to them, and just like being able to like have these words of affirmation, like you know, imprinted in their in their courts and their communities. Mm-hmm. it's going to allow them to like speak those things into and to manifest them into real life and that's what this whole tour was about it was just really bringing these dreams to reality like you know making dreams reality was what the hoop Bus was able to do like you know with the, all the odds that we were facing you know with covid with racism with you know everything against us you know that so many people didn't want us to do it they're like maybe i should postpone it and you mm-hmm. know, there was a lot of people that said they were going to do it in the beginning and then dropped out at the last second, you cool. know, at the end, you know, there was only eight of us or nine of us on, on our way back wow. from 90 days. So, I mean, we started with, I think it was about 30, 30 people, uh, different cars and different caravans. Uh, you know, we had a DJ, our beats, revolutionary beats, they they brought the sound and the voice, you know, mm-hmm. to really helping amplify that like you know music does so much and has the ability to you know help heal a lot of a lot of pain and trauma in these communities
1: so take me to that so you pull up to one of these communities one of these unheard communities right um who bus is coming um on on this day can you break down what that day looks like
0: yeah so i mean for me one of the biggest ones was uh where we were at in uh, dallas um Mm. We pulled up the hoop bus, and it was just so amazing just to see, like, I think we were in Highland Hills in uh, Dallas, Texas. And this mm-hmm. is, like, an area that is, like, one of the roughest communities in, in Dallas, Texas. Like, you know, tons mm-hmm. of people are killed in this, this community all the time. And, you know, for us, like, we brought, uh, I think, maybe about 80 to 100 groceries for the families in the community. Wow. To door to door and gave the families, you know, food and then we had like a little kind of picnic party with a slam dunk competition going on hey. and like a little. Uh, what else? We have like a warm up uh, practice for the kids, you know, like kind of like a little, giving them the skills on how to dribble yeah. and uh, shoot and things like that. And then we had like a little five on five game, mm-hmm. a championship game and. You know, just to like bring that to their community, I, I they were just so grateful. Like you know, I brought some of the fashion, you know, mm-hmm. so that they could support and, and and wear it like you know with pride. And um, you know, our revolutionary beats, which was our DJ, he was like right there in front of the courts, like just bumping all the great, greatest greatest tunes of you know time, and just like you know, it was really cool. Like I said, just to see people like having fun and dancing and. You know, loving on each other like you know, most people aren't able to do that. You know, during this time, and you know, like I said, we were able to do that and be safe at the same time. And I, mm. I thought that was super powerful.
1: Yeah, man. And the fact that you're not only meeting people, you know, at, at a service level, like, oh yeah, we're bringing the hoop bus there, right? And the hoop, I say service level just because, like, yeah, this is, there's some clout, right? There's some, yeah. there's a little bit of like, oh yeah, th- this is cool. But you are also actually, you know, doing something nice for the community. And the, I didn't know that you guys handed out hundred groceries to this yeah. community. I like these are things that you know people really will remember. You know, in yeah. years from now, when 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 these communities are grown a little bit, and they they can always think back to the people like you that went to them, went and told their unheard story and amplified it, and they'll always hold those memories tight. Yeah. And that's something that the the mission is beautiful and I love I love 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 what you guys are doing, man. It's yeah, it's man, truly an inspiration.
0: Our our really our mission was really to incorporate those communities and having them paint with us so that you know they had their imprint. Like, you know, when they get older, you know, 15 years from now, they have their handprint right there. They have their name right there in the court and say like, you know, they're 25 or you know, 21 now and they're looking back like, "Man, just 15 years ago this people with the hoopas came up and they helped us paint this court and you know it's the courts are now like these like forever immortalized pieces you know
1: yeah that's it's amazing it's literally taking art and ball and bring it together and showing how the community can have a lasting impact and really what whenever the people come by they'll always remember what you guys came there and what you guys stood for and stand for because i know y'all aren't done and I yeah, I know man. that that there's so much to do in um, 2021 and 2020 what, went on.
0: What really drew me to like this project, like you know, growing up, I was a kid that loved basketball. You know, I, I love, you know, Michael Jordan and and the Chicago Bulls, and you know, my favorite number is 23. Like you mm. know, I, I believe like I was Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I was like, yo, Michael Jordan's my dad. Yeah. Like you know, and, <laughs> like it was just so funny. I mean, I wasn't the best at basketball, but I I really had, like, a lot of hustle mm. and you know, determination and ambition, you know, to always get better every year. So, like, over the years, you know, I played, like, JV, and I yeah. played a little bit, like, intramurals in college, mm. and, you know, I, I was just really, like, kind of proving myself and to others, like, you know, I deserve to be on this court, like, you know, at the same time, like, how you were you Know five nine, not able to like <laughs> to think like, oh, he's he's short, he can't dunk, and then out of nowhere, yeah. boom! Like you, know, like, you know, I used to do this uh 360 dunk, like, you yeah. know, like when we people were about to like warm up before the game started, and i just mm-hmm. bust out a 360, like, yeah, you
1: know, like eyes, there. eyes pop, pop, and like, oh, this kid can ball, all oh, right,
0: dang, like, <laughs> I thought he was and skinny, like, oh, he could he can get up there, so we might have to watch him so you know for me that was like really really dope and just like being able to to build those relationships and uh, share a smile like you know that that's you know was the most powerful thing that we were able to do you know yeah
1: absolutely so um we're toward the end of the podcast right and we've talked about so much and the fact that you've been spreading so much positivity and really everything um i want to ask you to reflect on your journey and obviously with the hoop bus, but you know, you and your life, because you said you're you're just starting and you're on this path toward I'm gonna call it greatness because that's what it is, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I would say that. <laughs>
1: yeah. You <Yeah. laughs> gotta we gotta talk the talk, right? Yeah. And walk definitely. the walk. So what we do is we normally ask this question and it it's like a bird's eye view. You you only have I mean you have this early Early portion of how hard you've worked and everything and it's already yielded such great results but when you reflect on this big journey that you're on and the road ahead 21 2021 and on what is one word that will really describe that journey for you
0: perseverance
1: perseverance why why perseverance
0: for me you know i've been able to achieve a lot but I've also gone through so much, you know, in my life. Mm. Uh, you know, and you know, just being able to persevere through through it really like showed me that just like how I said with the basketball court being like, you know, I deserve to be where I'm at because mm. I persevered through it all and, you know, I was resilient, you know, in a time that people thought was gonna something that was gonna end me. You know, like recently in twenty nineteen I was uh falsely accused uh by a famous mentor of mine mm-hmm. who uh brought you know charges to my name saying that I was a burglar and a thug and I, I broke in and, and stole over a hundred thousand dollars worth of jackets from him, mm-hmm. which was not true at all. Um at the time before this accusation, you know, I, I had helped manage the space that he had, which was uh, like the street art fair and also the, um, it was like a gallery and we would, you know, kind of feature different artists, we would feature different fashion pieces and things like that. And, you know, I was actually kind of living there, you know, during that time, you know, I had just finished college and, you know, I was really hungry at doing whatever it took to like, you know, get out there and get in the scene. So, you know, I used mm-hmm. to sleep in my car because I didn't want to drive all the way back to the Inland Empire. Yeah. And, you know, at one point, like, you know, it was a really tough time between me and my family and I, I didn't have a place to stay. So I would just sleep mm. in the car or, you know, I would just crash on a friend's couch or whatever. And, you yeah. know, it was, it was tough. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't want to really want to say like I was like homeless, but I I didn't have a place to call my own home at mm. the time. And, you know, this was a person that, you know, looked out for me and said, you know what, like, you can stay here. As long as you're able to, you know, create and do what you do, like, you know, and I, I thought that was like a super dope opportunity. So I took it and you know, like I said, um, what happened was he tried to steal one of my paintings, which was mm-hmm. a painting that I did of Muhammad Ali on a car hood. And mm-hmm. we had Layla Ali supposed to buy the she was like in talks of potentially buying this piece. Mm mm-hmm. And he wanted to take the money and the proceeds from it and keep it for himself and like kind of cut me out of, of you know the work that I did. So I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So you know, <laughs> when I found out that that's what he was trying to do. I moved all my stuff out, like me, my mom and, and my cousin, like got all my stuff out like a week prior. And then, uh, you know, I, I just moved out. And then, you know, the guy called me threatening me and he was like, you know, I'll drop the charges and everything if you just return the piece. And, you know, it was just like Mm. a bunch of like, just stuff that he was trying to make up. And he, he didn't call the police until like probably two or three months later. And basically had other people try and like, you know, collaborate with his story and say that this is something that I did, which wasn't true. And, you know, basically I was on a cruise coming back from Mexico with my family and, uh, I get a knock at the door at six AM and the police come in and the border patrol come in and they arrest me and take me to jail and mm-hmm. I'm like, What's going on? Like what did I do? Like and they're like, You know what you did and I'm like, I don't understand like what happened what's going on? And like I said, basically I had to go to jail for like two days and luckily one of my good friends, Rick, uh, helped me uh get out. He helped bail me out of jail and I started the proceedings for the the, the court, you know, going mm-hmm. to the court, you know, I had I didn't have enough money for a lawyer. So I had a public defender. And, you know, thank God that he was able to, like, fight for me and, and get the justice that I, you know, deserved because, you know, the guy made up a whole lie. And uh, mm-hmm. I know like the prosecutor was really adamant about trying to send me away. Like they were like, like, we're going to convict you. You know, I never had any type of criminal background or any criminal history ever, mm. and you know, for me, I was just like, you know, I can't, I can't go to jail. Like, you know, my name is free. First of all, all, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't. Like, I, I've worked too hard to like just like have it go down the drain like this. Like, you know, like there's no way. So, like, you know, I was praying, and I had a lot of supporters and people like, you know, just write character letters about me. You know, just really show the, the type of person that I really am. I mean, if I'm out here giving and, and doing all these passion projects, like, wh- what do I need to go and steal someone's jackets, $80,000, worth of jackets? Like, what am I going to do with them? Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to sell them? Like where, like, where did I put them? Like, that's, yeah. what, that's where I was thinking, like, okay, if I store <laughs> these jackets, where did I put these <laughs> How do I store... $100,000 worth of jackets do I get? Like, what? where are these jackets? Like, you know, yeah. and then like, I'm looking, I'm looking, like, during the case, like, trying to find the jackets. Like, okay, <laughs> where are the jackets at? Like, how do we help this man get these jackets back? Right? Because I don't have these jackets. And like I said, the whole time, he, he just made up a lie, mm-hmm. you know, just to blackmail me, to to try and paint, you know, my name to be, like, a, a bad person in the, in the light. And, you know... I just think, like, you know, the truth always reveals itself. And, yes. you know, it was able to, to, to do so in, in, in my case. And I, I was just so thankful that I was able to win. And, you know, like I said, nothing happened to him. And mm-hmm. he's still out here. And I, I mean, I just hope that he doesn't do this to somebody else again. Because, you know, I would never wish that upon anybody to go through
1: To have the perseverance to get through all that. And not only get through all that, but to make a positive change while all that's happening, right? Yeah.
0: Like I mean, that... it's funny that all of that was happening, and I was still actually traveling all over. So like yeah. the time, I, I I think I went to Paris. I was in New York, like a lot, really, like in New York and uh, Denver. I was on tour with Method Man and Redman. I was mm-hmm. like doing shows at the, the Brooklyn Museum. I mean, it was just so much, like, I was able to accomplish in just that short amount of time because I thought, like, you know, like, I'm really about to go away. So, like, let me try and, like, persevere through all of this and, like, keep living as if my life doesn't have this happening, like, to me right at this moment. And, like, you know, do what it is that I want to do for myself to, you know, see, see see the success that I want for myself. And, you know, like I said, I was able to persevere through all of that. And like I said, the, the outcome was the was the truth, you know, mm-hmm. that I was innocent. And yeah. I think in the time that we live in, you know, there's a, so many, not just like myself, but there's so many people that are falsely accused every day, mm-hmm. especially people of color.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, there's a lot of people that forget about them. You know, for me, I, I felt like I was forgotten. And, you know, I, my voice was being unheard. in Mm -hmm. in those moments and there was no one really there that could really help me through that because no one has been through anything like that so you know for me i i was able to just really like put god first and and stay true to like Mm -hmm. you know my faith and uh, my faith really carried me through during that time
1: i love it man um you shared so much and thank you for sharing all that because that can't be easy to talk about you know Um, and the fact that you're able to tie it all together and really your story and how it, it is amplified with different projects like the hoop bus and your art and your, and your fashion and you're, you, you have a common goal and I know you're going to absolutely blow up. Like we said, greatness, right? We're we're on the path to greatness greatness. Yes, sir. Um, so, um, we're really excited to see where this goes and, um, thank you so much for sharing. Um, really am glad that you came on as a guest because, man, with the way that the country is right now and the way people's lives and outlooks are so bleak, the fact mm-hmm. that you have this perspective of helping to free people's minds and telling the stories of the untold and amplifying those voices mm-hmm. um, and using your platform to do so, man, it's in, it's incredibly inspiring. And we're hoping to share that around. Is there anything you want to say before we head off?
0: I mean, I just want everyone to know that, you know, with our mission, we, we are standing as a symbol of hope. Mm. And, you know, I think that's something that we really need to put our, our our sight to is, you know, having a hopeful outlook of, you know, things getting better. I mean, really, at the end of the day, we are the human race. And, you know, we're in this together. And if we all can come together and, you know, just unify Despite our differences, despite our our different colors of skin, you know, despite our preferences, you know, I believe that, you know, we really can help change the world to becoming a better place. That was Free Hester on how we need to unite despite our differences to become truly free. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Method Supply Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming service. That's all for now, but as always, we challenge you to find, live, and share your method today. See you next time.